Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. So anyway, uh, where are we? Oh, that's right. Leia pulls herself in and she's now, they, they put her in her the back, back to tank and, and uh, she pulled herself onto the bridge using the force, which I heard is like a big controversy. I'm like, why, why would that be a controversy? I don't get it. She's like the like Grandmaster Jedi sister. I, you would think he'd teach her a fucking thing or two. You know, if nothing else, at least like how to suppress... Pregnancy delivery pains. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and we knew that she was always strong with the force. Yes. Because right. Yoda mentioned it and they all said, you yeah. know, there is another. And... Yeah. Well, well, she was the one that turned the ship around and found Luke for, yeah. in Sky City, right? I mean, yeah. so, uh, uh, um, yeah, I, like I said, I, th- there are so many, it's so funny to me. And like I said, I'm a nerd and I follow these things. But the way people lose their minds about it, it's like, okay, this is your universe. Yeah. So it doesn't jive with your universe. No one said that they're writing these this universe to your specifications. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Un- it's like, oh, you could be disappointed. Yeah, I'm disappointed. But then it's like, all right, let me see what's going on here. I, I, I think they could have done it better, you know. But anyway, so um, Finn and Rose are on the gambling planet looking for this cold code slicer. Mm-hmm. And apparently they just landed their shuttle on the beach and the cops are looking for them the whole time. Which, that, that, that puzzled me. Why didn't they just get clearance and land? It's a gambling planet. Maybe somebody had won some winnings and, and looking to spend some money. I think it was, I, th- I think it had very heavy ties to the First Order. I think they maybe mentioned that. Oh, it was all, they were very much in the pockets of the First Order, like... Somehow, I feel. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. The, the the illusion was made later on with uh, Benicio Del Toro's character. Um, which, by the way, love Benicio Del Toro's work. Mm. He was great, but again, his character is like, I just... You get all these fabulous actors and you just don't give them enough screen time or, or, or enough story development time or whatever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just... So he alludes to it when they're leaving in the stolen ship that they're all weapons manufacturers. Yeah. And of course, who's buying the most weapons? The First Order is buying the most weapons. So that's how, I guess. But anyway, so they land on the beach. They're looking for the guy. They find him finally. And it's, uh, what's his face? Jennifer Anderson, Anderson's husband. Justin Theroux. Justin yeah. Theroux, yes. Who... Uh, he he was one of the co-writers for Zoolander. Did you know that? No. Yeah, I think he was one of the co-writers for Zoolander. I'm just like, I, so okay, that that means he's probably a fun guy to hang out with. Because yeah. I, I mean, so anyway, um, so they end up in prison, and they're talking how are they going to get out? They're not going to get to the fleet back in time. They're running out of fuel. Blah blah blah. And Benicio del Toro is to tie in. Just I just thought for tie his uncle. Uh, Paul Thoreau, the travel writer who wrote uh, a bunch of things, wrote Mosquito Coast that oh. Harrison Ford was in. Man, all the time back. Mm. I did not know that. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Huh. It's amazing that these, like, you know, people make it into Hollywood with absolutely no connection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> um, that's, that's, not, that's not sour grapes at all. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we go, so we go, we're in the cell, Finn and, <coughs> and, uh, what should we call it? Um, Rose are in the cell. They're talking about the plans and how they need to get onto the ship, onto the first order ship and disable whatever it was. What looked suspiciously like the flux capacitor from Back to the Future. Uh-huh. The little thing that they had to like, didn't it? With the little Mercedes-Benz did, yeah, Y yeah. formation kind of. <coughs> Uh, 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 or peace sign formation. Um, I have to say there was a lot of cool little creatures. I like the creatures in the casino before they got arrested, like all the little guys. And yeah, yeah, that was put like cool. the coins in BB-8. That was uh, Mark Hamill played that character. Oh, just the noises he was making. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was gonna say, wow, Mark Hamill really squeezed himself <laughs> like a two foot frame. No, I think man. he did like the mocap and uh, did the uh, voice for him as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, Mark Hamill's fa- still one of the best Jokers. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Hamill um, and Heath Ledger and Caesar Romero. <laughs> Caesar Romero wasn't <laughs> a bad. He wasn't a bad Joker. <laughs> I mean, especially in the context of of what a campy show that was. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't a bad Joker. Ooh, Batman. But, Nickel, uh, no, I, I put Nicholson ahead of him. Nicholson was a good Joker. Yeah, okay. Nicholson was a good Joker. I enjoyed Nicholson as a Joker. Mm. He had that. He had that. Uh, 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 um, that. The, the Mark Hamill Joker, the animated Joker, he had that equal mirth and menace yeah, balance yeah. going on. Ledger's was a lot darker. There really wasn't much mirth there. Yeah. Everything was dark. But I didn't, what I didn't like about Nicholson's Joker is that he was just like, so he's a gangster who just fell in a vat of paint. <laughs> that was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, it wasn't paint, per se. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, that's what I took from it. He fell into a vat of pink paint. <laughs> and they were chasing him and he was like oh well <laughs> but you know what that's that's a good point I don't think I don't know and somebody please correct me uh, I don't think they ever re- revealed why his skin turned white like I think they retconned that oh the reaction with the chemicals blah 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 but it's like what chemicals can you be a little more specific can you at least make some shit up so we can be like oh yes kids <laughs> see this is what you don't do it was Michael Jackson's secret supply uh, of uh, yeah. face shit well see what what would happen is they would reveal what happened to him and then you'd end up having kids eating Tide Pods all over oh oh, oh dear how fucking idiotic I, I didn't even realize that was a thing no yeah no 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 I, I saw it on, I, I love to watch uh, Jesus and Miro and I saw it on Jesus and Miro and they were showing these videos of these kids eating Tide Pods and they showed the stupid kid and I almost like wretched when I saw it he takes the Tide Pod and puts it in his mouth and starts chewing on it and then he has Liquid Tide and you're like ah oh, like washing it with liquid tide and ah and I'm like what is just to get and like Jesus said on the thing he's like but it's getting me clicks <laughs> like, I'm getting a lot of likes over this I'm like oh my god what is wrong with people speaking of which can you like our show when you go on to Facebook thanks <laughs> but uh, gross anyway so uh, they get thrown into jail and it turns out uh, 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 Benicio del Toro's character comes out, and he can he tells them that he's a good slicer, and they're like, no, 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 he's just a guy in jail. So what the hell? What could it's would like? He we've do? seen usual suspects. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I help you, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm very good. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do it, man. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> by the way, one of the best uh, walking imitations, Kevin Pollock. Oh yeah, 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 Have you ever seen his? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His Pollock is his Pollock. His well, his Pollock is great too. But his Columbo and his Walken are just oh, out so of this good. World. Yeah, his fork because he does the eye thing. Yeah, which I'm like, I, I never. Yeah. I'm like, how are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. How many wasted hours of practice that was? He does good Alan Arkin as well. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, and I just love Alan Arkin. I think he's fantastic. <laughs> so many good characters he's played over the years. Um, so then Benicio Del Toro's character basically opens up his jail cell and leaves. And then Finn and Rose take off and, they, uh, 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 and they're trying to run away. And they free these giant like giraffe horses that they're using for I think racing. that was kind of silly. The fact that he, they basically were tricked. He was like, yeah, I'm already good at like, yeah, I can do this sort of crazy shit. And they're trying to find like the one guy in the whole universe that can break into this one very specific thing. Right. On the, the, Dreadnought, whatever. There's like, oh, it's crazy. It's you know, and the first order flagship. The first order flagship. It's, it's like no one's ever seen this. They built especially for it. And they're like, and he's like, yeah, I'm really good at stuff. And they're like, oh, I don't know because this is pretty specific. And we need like the best guy in the universe. And he breaks out of a fucking jail cell. And they're like, oh, this is the guy. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> he broke out of a jail cell. <laughs> oh, but that's because he had like like a little like chip clip or something that he like yeah. like a hairpin that he stuck in and, and yeah. it opened his I was like come on it's yeah that's what convinced you of this guy yeah yeah how about no just continue on the thread that you were told to you know go with the dude that slept with the creepy little uh, <laughs> mouse katana whatever she's called so which so, so they run away Finn and Rose get on these horses because apparently that was part of Rose's childhood she was raised in this place where they torture the horses and they free a bunch of horses and then BB-8 and Benicio del Toro steal somebody's ship and they help them get away. 
and they're on their way back to to the fleet yeah. to help the fleet to go through with their plan. And that's when they're flying back. Benicio del Toro shows them that this was a weapons dealer that sells weapons to not just the First Order, but to the Resistance too. Hmm. And they're like, oh. and they're like, okay, you know what? For Galactic Fair people, you're very fucking naive because <laughs> what else would they be doing? Yeah. It's it's just that's that was there was an old joke back during the this is long before your time during the Iraq Iran war and I was living in the former Yugoslavia. The joke was we used to send and I I forget what to whom, but Yugoslavia believe it or not uh, was the third biggest army in Europe mm-hmm. back in the day in terms of military might. Mm-hmm. Like they really had you know it was like Russia, UK, France, Yugoslavia. Like fourth, whatever it was. Yeah. But it was like the second biggest army behind Russia. And um, so they used to sell workers to work in the... Because uh, Croatia in particular had a big uh, 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 mining industry. Like drilling for oil and natural gas, that kind of stuff. So they would send them to the fields of either Iraq or Iran. And the workers used to work there. And then they would sell weapons to the other side. <laughs> and it was just like, and I remember as a little boy learning this lesson, like, shouldn't we be on one side or the other? It's like, no, 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 we don't want anything to do with the fight. Yeah. We're just like, we're just like making money this way and we're making money from these guys. And, <laughs> and yeah, so that, that's one of those like, well, what did, who did you, did you think the people who sell the weapons only sell it to one side? Because they're not going to make a lot of money, especially if they're selling it to the losing side. Because yeah. let's face it, you guys right now, the losing side. So anyway, so back to Ray and her training. So uh, uh, Luke tries to train her, and he first teaches her to meditate. So she falls into the like forced trance, and she cracks the rock, and all the little rocks start levitating, and she finds, which, uh, so this is supposed to be the cave, like the cave in Dagobah, mm-hmm. but they make it look like a hairy asshole, and I don't know why, because it's just <laughs> this like seaweed at the bottom, and a big dark black hole, and I'm like, this is like the worst visual ever why and and of course this is where the dark side is and ray went right to it and didn't even attempt to like you know separate herself from it mm-hmm. and luke basically tells her to fuck off he's not going to train her anymore and he says go away go away and all of a sudden the door bangs open and goes literally flying off the hinges and it's the only time that you actually see in all these movies why chewbacca's a badass because there's all this lore about Chewbacca. He'll tear your arms off and, you know, beat you to death with it and all this. And this is the only time. And besides the comic moment with him trying to roast a couple of porgs and eat them. <laughs> and the porgs are, like, making him feel guilty about this. <laughs> this is, you know, like, they show... And he walks in. And that's kind of, like, when, when it clicked. Like, why doesn't Luke know this? Yeah. And he says, Chewie, what are you doing here? Where's Han? And then Ray says it. You cut yourself off from the Force. And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh. And then, of course, throwaway intro. Like, it's bad enough Chewie was in there for, like, two scenes. Mm-hmm. Well, three, technically, at the end, because he hugged Leia. Uh, Luke sneaks onto the Millennium Falcon, and I guess he's waxing nostalgic or whatever. And he's got the hood on, and the lights start up, and he's in the room. And R2 activates. It's like, this This is all we're seeing of R2? Because R2, isn't he like Agent Coulson? Shouldn't he be in every fucking scene? Mm-hmm. What's happening here? And R2 activates and basically shows a video of Leia. And that's how he gets Luke to commit to training Ray. That was a cute moment. I like that. That was it, a it was well a cute, done moment. It was a cute moment. And he was just like, that was a low blow. And it was just like the interaction of old friends kind of. was like, it was a cute moment. But again, just kind of throw it. like, oh, that, that's all you're seeing of R2. That's it. Done. He doesn't rescue anything or anyone. No. Done. I think they, they missed him. They missed a moment, which would have been really nice. They missed a moment of if they'd have just had a chance in the film to have had Luke back in the X-wing, which is submerged. We'd already seen this. Yes. Submerged in in under the water in the islands. Obviously, how he got to the island in the first place, right. and then sunk it. Yeah. But like in Dagobah, it was sunk, but then he rose it. So he was kind of making us think, "Oh, they're going to rise the X-wing." He's yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been a nice moment to have had him in the X-wing with R two again. Yes. You know, it, it would have been that would have been nice. It would have him go out a little bit in a blaze of glory. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? We're both dry. How about I refill our beers? Oh, good idea. Okay, let me pause here.
Okay, so again, through the magic of uh, radio or podcast, as the case may be, mm-hmm. I got us a, a new brew, also Sam Adams. We are doing the old Fezziwig Ale, which is 5.9% ABV and 25 IBUs. I can't help any time I hear Fezziwig, I instantly think of Fozzie the Bear <laughs> because of Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> Uh, a good old Fozzy. Actually, you kind of resemble Fozzy a little bit today in that now. Oh, thank bit. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me crack these open. Let's try these guys. Here we go. The sound. There you go, sir. Thank you. For you. And also from the Boston Beer Company. Mm-hmm. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Okay. Oh, oh, that's nice. Hmm. That's actually very nice. Following the amber buck too. It's yeah. It's it's lighter. It's a little fruitier. Hmm. This is. I wish I was drinking these sorts of beers on Christmas. This is not some Christmas. <laughs> Are we still wallowing about your Christmas lasagna? <laughs> <laughs> my Heineken and my lasagna of Christmas. <laughs> Well, next year, my friend, you might have to come over to my place and have some real beer for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> this is very nice. Again, this is a solid beer. You know, I'm... Yeah, I drink this happily. Yeah. Very nice. Mm. Very... Not too carbonated, but a nice, a nice head. Um... Like I said, a little bit sweet. You definitely can uh, taste the ginger and the orange peel. Mm-hmm. It's 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 almost like a little cake that you're that you're drinking. Yeah, it is. It's like a Christmas cookie. It's a almost. figgy pudding. Yeah, it's like a Christmas cookie. It smells like figgy pudding, actually. Mm. Well, that's very nice. All right, so so back to the Last Jedi. So. Oh, in the meantime, what we forgot is for whatever reason, uh, Ray and Kylo are seeing each other across these vast distances. Yeah. The Force is connecting them. And, and Kylo even says, why is the Force connecting us? And the way he delivers it, there's no, like, oh, he's got a hid- hidden agenda, whatever. He's generally confused. It's very much like a, oh, I'm trying to take a shit on this Death Star. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true, because at one point, he's, like, shirtless, and she's like, can you put a shirt on? And he's like, and he's just staring at her, like, no. 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 If you want me to put a shirt on, you're going to have to come here and put it on myself. Yeah. You have to take yours off. From yeah. from how, about, how about, isn't it easier for you to take your shirt off? <laughs> you know that's what he was thinking, because, yeah. I mean, he's been a petulant teenager so far. Why not? Yeah. So... They're seeing each other. I actually thought that was a neat kind of twist. That, that they can see where they are, sort of where <coughs> they are, and yeah. they can see each other. Um, and Luke starts to train uh, Ray. Well, he, he, he's still very reluctant, but he decides, because he she, sees her. She's going through the motions herself. She, yeah, she's doing the Miyagi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing the, the crane and cutting away. And there's, of course, the whole... Uh, uh, Side bar where there's these little like frog like little <laughs> alien the, nuns, the fish that, nuns, yeah, yeah. That, that that are cleaning up the <laughs> island for Luke. And, They're really cute. Uh, I like them. They're little carts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ray keeps fucking shit up. She blows a hole in the wall. They're and like, like, oh no, yeah, Misa Skywalker. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like thank God they didn't do the repeat of of the prequels and try to give them voices. Yeah. And Super racist. Oh no. Isa Yedi. I hate that Isa Yedi. We thought we are done with the Yedi. So, so bad. Oh, what do we do now? We go find the Jedi. Right now. It's like, oh my god, George, what are you fucking thinking? Anyway. And, and, and he mentions they're like the classic, like, original caretakers of the Jedi. Like, apparently, this, the original Jedi came from this island, and they're the, like, Original caretakers of the Jedi. Yeah. 
Which is, I love they just like throw that in there. Like, oh yeah, these fishy nun things. They're like the original like helpers of the Jedi. <laughs> well, not necessarily them, but the, their people mm. have been here helping oh, the yeah, Jedi. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so he's training her and she goes into the hole, into the hairy anus. <laughs> and, um, and this one was weird. So she goes up to this thing that's like calling her. Well, she she didn't go up to the hole. She kind of went up to the hole and sucked her through. And she falls through and falls into like a little underground lagoon. Hmm. And she pulls herself out. And then you're like, oh, this is going to be dreadful. Is she going to, you know, because of course the correlation is now Luke faced uh, uh, Darth Vader in there. Is she going to face Kylo or Snoke? Now, considering she hasn't encountered Snoke, actually Snoke would have been second choice. So is she going to be facing Kylo Ren now in here? But instead, they make it one of these, like, she's repeating in time. It's like many mirrored surfaces, and she's looking for answers, and it doesn't give her anything. Yeah. And Luke is kind of like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, shit, shit happens, what are you going to do? And it was just like, it, it was, any wisdom he had, he, like, didn't give her any. Yeah. All he was, like, all he, he was just curmudgeoning to the end. And so she's like, well, we have to go and because we have to go save them and you're not going to help us, fine. So she gets in the ship with, with Chewie and off she goes. Uh, meanwhile, Finn and Rose are back on the ship and Poe gets them to... Uh, or, or No, no. They tell Poe they're going on to the Imperial's flagship mm. to cut off the uh, flux capacitor so that they, they can get away. Meanwhile... The new admiral is Laura Dern, because Leia's still kind of unconscious. And she's basically sitting, loading everybody up onto the transporters, because they're going to cloak themselves and go to this planet, which is a base. And this was the plan all along, because earlier Poe was all frustrated. Why aren't they doing anything? It's like, well, what can you do, dipshit? It's like, this is like where I was just like, he was completely unnecessary to the story. Completely. Yeah. There was no reason for him to... Tell uh, Finn and Rose to go on the thing. They could have done that on their own. Um, he's just throwing monkey wrenches in the plan. And then later you realize, like, a lot of those people would have been alive if he wasn't being a dick. Yeah. You know, it's just like, eh, okay, guy. So, <laughs> and they're like, oh, he's a good leader. I like him. What? No, he's a dick. And you should jettison him off the ship, like, <laughs> now. Because it's the chain of command. And, and we talked a little bit about that yesterday. Laura Dern's character, I thought, and they kind of made an allusion to it. Like, she comes out and she's dressed to the nines. She's dressed like, you know, a, 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 a Renaissance courtesan or something. You know, like, mm. gorgeous, like, uh, purple dress that shows her for figure. Very flattering. The whole nine yard. You know, it's just like... And Poe even says, he's like, oh, she's Admiral such and such from such and such a battle? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, why? And he's like, huh. I, I didn't picture her like that, you know. It's mm. like, okay. So, like, I'm now interested. Like, all right. So, here's a chick that obviously likes to find her things in life, but she's a badass in the military sense. Why don't we find out more about her? No. no we just, she's just eye candy yeah. for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So. Oh, that's right. So, Poe is pissed off that she's not doing anything, and he basically has her placed under arrest. Basically, performs mutiny. And he's going to do his plan, and they start cutting through, and who is it? Leia. Leia becomes conscious, mm-hmm. and she stuns Poe. Yeah. And they take the rest of them under arrest. And they get loaded onto the ships, and they're going on the ships. In the meantime, Finn and uh, Rose and Benicio Del Toro's character get on the... Uh, he, he does his little computer mumbo-jumbo and makes the ship cloaked, and they get on the Imperial flagship... And they basically work their way to the flux capacitor to disable it. Once they get to the flux capacitor, all the First Order people show up and they arrest them. And they bring them in front of Phasm, which is Gwendolyn Christie. And speaking, talk about another completely underutilized and over-publicized figure in these movies so far. Uh-huh. Well, I think they're bringing it back. Without a doubt, I know that. But I mean, in the first two movies, she's literally had five minutes, maybe total screen time. I think they're going to bring her back, and she's going to be the badass. In the third one, she's going to end up running things. She's going to be like the new Vader, I think. She's going to end up we're really disfigured and screwed up. 
she's gonna be somehow running it, and then like the big battle at the end will be like Kylo versus her or something. I think I don't know. I th- feel like she's. I think her and Kylo are gonna have a lot of um, redheaded babies. <laughs> yeah, she's blonde. He's black haired. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's true. that's redheaded babies, mm-hmm. and the gingers will rule the galaxy. <laughs> Hux, Admiral Hux is already ginger. <laughs> See? Snoke, mm. you can tell by his coloration, he was a ginger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, they get arrested. They're brought in front of Phasm, and she's going to execute Finn and Rose. In the meantime, what's happened is, uh, uh, I, I actually I have to say, uh, well, that, that comes later. So, in the meantime, uh, Ray shows up with Chewbacca, jettisons herself in an escape pod, and surrenders herself to Kylo Ren on the ship. And he brings her in front of Snoke. Oh, there's something we went glossed over. There was, I mean, there was a lot. Of, obviously, a lot of it that we glossed over. Yeah. There was Luke in the island because it's one thing I've heard a lot of big geeks have a big problem with. Luke okay. does this big explanation of the Force. Uh-huh. Um, and what the force is, and oh no, the force isn't something that you just like use. You don't just have the force. It's not like a power that some people have and some don't. It's like it's just there. It's in the air. It's it's like it's the everywhere, old, right? It binds us. It's in it. You know, we just you learn how to like manipulate it, but it, you can't ever really affect it. Right. It's always doing its own thing, and you're just like a you know a conduit for it. But he doesn't mention anything to do with midi chlorians, which is the whole like prequel universe. That about was such garbage. Which it's like they've erased that. Whereas back in the day, in the, the test, the midi chlorian test, and like, oh, you're so high in midi chlorians, and the whole point is Anakin had more midi chlorians than you had. Yeah, and that was the that tested, and the force was in you. That was like it wasn't a thing, and they just went, oh yeah, all that shit. That's not true anymore. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, but no, no, no. That with the midi chlorians, the force wasn't in you. The midi chlorians were almost like, well, they were. A symbiotic, uh, a parasite. They were almost like your force mitochondria, mm. which help you help you utilize. And if you had a lot, everybody has them. Mm. But if you have them over a certain uh, uh, percentage, you can work the force. Otherwise, no, you're just a plebe. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think they've like glossed over that. I, th- I think oh, they're yeah, dominating no, clients. Yeah, please, have you heard of Naboo in any of these? Oh yeah, 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 no, no. Or the Gungans? You never seen a single <laughs> Gungan since. Not a yeah, one. no one talks about poor Amidala. Like, you know, Anakin's mum. She was a queen. She was She well, saved the universe. She was a senator and everything. The best part was in the books in the expanded universe, she was a mystery and Luke went on a uh uh several times. He always wanted to find out who his mother was. And he went on quests and he would find these other people that didn't use the force the same way you know it would be basically like these competing religions with jedi on how to use the force and and with sith and whatever and um so uh uh, in the book somewhere they listed his mother as joining these people and what they were mostly were illusionists because they were all pacifists Mm. so they would just use the force to just kind of like you know almost like in a xenophobic way where they were just like stay out of everybody's business and not let anybody get in their business kind of stuff and kind of stick to themselves and live happily with the force. They acknowledge the force, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the way they go about handling it was different. So that was always interesting. And then they decided to, you know, in the prequels, of course, they made his mother and whatever. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that kind of ruined the books. You know, it was like, yeah. They never got through his father, though, did they? Did they ever get to that? Anakin's father? No, no. I've never known who that is. That's open no. for... See, yeah, the illusion, to me, the illusion was that it was, uh, what's his face? Palpatine. Mm. That, like, you know, pulled a trump and just was on golfing on, on uh, Tatooine and mm. banged a serving girl and then went off. That was good. That's, maybe it was Snoke. Maybe it was Snoke, yeah, and Snoke was his uncle. Yeah. <laughs> uncle <laughs> Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> so... So Rey is confronting Snoke, and you see she's just got tons of raw power. She's resisting, sort of, uh, uh, what he wants to know. But he, I guess, the illusion was he gets the information where Luke Skywalker is. And he's disappointed. And then you see that um, Kylo Ren is going to the good side. Because he's adjusting the lightsaber, and he cuts Snoke in half. And then the two of them kill all the red Imperial Guards. Which my guess is... Where all the uh, Luke says it that he killed all his when he explains what happened and when Kylo turned, he killed 
He took with him six of his students and killed the rest. Mm. And I'm thinking the red guys were the students that Kylo brought with him from Luke. Maybe. Because they're all, I guess, Force users. But I not think they were women. Good. They seem like to all be girls to me based on were they? what they look like. I think they were women. That's very sexist of your wife. They're wearing red. They're in dresses. <laughs> Lady in red. They're really these ladies in red dresses. Who else would wear a red helmet with no visor? I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I felt like they were women. I don't know why I felt like. That was a pretty cool scene, though. I like it. It was a very cool scene. Yeah, the battle was. The, the, I kind of didn't see that happening so fast because I was like, I remember checking my clock and I'm like, there's still a lot of movie left. What What's yeah. happening here? Kind of like, I didn't. And then, of course, the twist was that he was like, well, now this is all mine. Come on, you want to be with me? And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't quite, I, I didn't quite see that. Mm-hmm. I kind of saw because Luke was, you know, he was, Kylo was going to help take over. And then, she, don't do this, Ben. She still referred to him as Ben. And and then she got away. Um, well, the only I reason- really like Daisy Ridley in this, by the way. And you're saying about good acting. I was very impressed with Daisy Ridley in this movie. I Watching her in this and I wasn't impressed because she was particularly doing like some, you know, some extreme acting techniques. No, right. I think her natural honesty, like the truth in her performance, like she's very open. Her face and her eyes, very she's vulnerable. such a find. Yeah. She's such a find. She, if they, if they, if her agents or whoever is in control of her career, if they play it right, I think she could be a sh- like a astronomical star. Yeah. Bigger than Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think she could be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's just got such... A face like I want to know more. Every time I just see a face, and it just she's she's just got such an honest face. Yes, you yes. know, and it's so trusting. Yes, and yes, yes. Open. Yes. And for an actor, that's like everything. You know, it's just it could be so many things. Yeah, I think she's a really brilliant screen presence. Yes. Oh no, no, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, so the resistance is running away on the transport ships. Laura Dern stays behind to pilot the ship to fool. The, imp- uh, the First Order. Hmm. Um, uh, of course, Finn and Rose have been betrayed. And Benicio Del Toro's got, like, literally a fucking pallet full of money that they give him. Yeah. And he leaves. And he's like, yeah, sorry. And he tells the Imperials how to show how to find the cloaked ships. So they find them and they start blowing up the transports. Uh, Poe is on a ship with Leia. Leia basically says... No, this is what she did. And then Laura Dern does the basically the kamikaze run and kind of fucks up the Imperial ship. And that's what helps Ray get away. And so the resistance comes to the planet. They land on the planet. There's a bunker there, an old abandoned rebel bunker. And the first order goes after them there. And you're pretty you're, everyone's like, oh, they're fucked. You think Finn was gonna sacrifice himself? And I actually was surprised that they changed it, that Rose knocked him out of the way. Because I thought that would have been actually a, a nice story tie-up ending because he was kind of a throwaway character. Hmm. You know, he was a little bit integral in the first one and the way they did it and the way they alluded it, you thought he was like force powers. Well, maybe he's going to be the bad actor. You know, the, the Luke Skywalker journey from Empire to Return of the Jedi that, you know, there's got to be one person that has that. Maybe he'll be the guy in the next film who's like a badass, like, it, warrior. That's like, a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that's an excellent point. He, he, he might he'll be the guy. one who's made the big journey. Yes, maybe. Yeah, because maybe Ray will just teach him. Yeah. Yeah, good point. This is a very good point. So anyway, um, and then Luke Skywalker shows up and you're like, oh my God, he's here. You know, it's like, and everybody's hopeful. And he talks to Leia and there's very few words exchanged. But there's a lot of emotion exchanged, and it's like, oh, this is really neat. Hmm. And he goes out and steps inside, and of course, steps outside to confront Kylo Ren. Because they had just busted a hole through the big bunker with their giant cannon. And uh, Kylo freaks out, and he says, I want every gun firing on that guy. And it fires, <laughs> fires, 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 fires. And of course, I was fully expecting him to like be unharmed. Yeah. Like, you know, because... That was the whole thing, like in in the expanded universe, uh, uh, like to like Vader, like when Han shoots him in in Empire, he just like takes the laser bolts into his hand 
yeah. then draws it like, yeah. you ain't doing shit to me, guy. You know, like nothing's <laughs> happening. I was anticipating when you said that. It would be great. I mean, obviously it would never happen. But like a spoof version, all that shit, and then like they open up and he's just taking a shit. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> oh, taking a big fork shit. <laughs> just has his, his pants down <laughs> by his ankles, <laughs> showing his ass to them. And he's just like, <laughs> Be- better yet, better yet, if he had his back to them and then kind of turned <laughs> Oh, sorry. Were you doing sorry, something? Were you doing something? <laughs> that would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. Dick in hand, <laughs> takes on the whole of the first order. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. Um, so, like, then the clouds reveal themselves, and there's Luke standing there, and he just looks at him, and he just kind of brushes off his shoulder, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. And, uh, oh, but before that, when, when, when all the little ships and Finn is going, they're just getting picked off left and right with, by the TIE fighters, and the Millennium Falcon shows out of nowhere and starts blasting. And, of course, Kylo just loses his fucking mind. That's what it was when I'm like, he's really good with, with like, the change from like control fury to just like berserker to like like you said petulant or whatever, and that was such a petulant teenage tantrum that he threw there. He was like, "Blow that piece of junk out of the sky!" And he's just like, "Losing." It's like I'm having fun here. I'm in charge with all my guys, and my dad's car comes out of nowhere. His <laughs> fucking space wagon. Blow! <laughs> <laughs> it's like all ships go. <laughs> But uh, so Luke comes out and then Kylo goes down to challenge him, and that was a, like a really cool scene. And it's and you see like Luke doing all sorts of freaking capoeira moves to get out of the way of 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 Kylo and the sword fighting, and then you see him cut him through. And I fully expected that one before they cut back to Luke is for the robes to just be on the ground, a la Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm. No, nope, and he's standing there I'm like, okay, what 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 what's Kind of, and I felt like he was going to take two steps and then maybe like flop, flop, you know, like uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like Darth Maul, you know, yeah. like just split in half. It's like, all right, what the hell is going on? And then they show the meditation technique. Mm. And he's just there. He, he basically got into Kylo Ren's mind. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that, that, that's pretty good. Um, and he basically and they, him, they set up earlier on in the film with the, the fact that Kylo and Ren being able to see each other. Kylo says earlier on the film, sort of like, you want force projecting. In the amount of power it would take to force project yourself this far across the galaxy would kill the most powerful Jedi ever. Like, they like. Yeah. Did they even mention that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He says something like, well, I know this isn't a force projection. The amount of power this would take would. Even the strongest of Jedi's would destroy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I didn't catch that. So, okay. Yeah. But yeah, but that's anyway. how he knows it's not a force projection. He's like, so he's not like, hey, you're projecting yourself. He's like, this is something different. Well, yeah. I, 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 I didn't catch that, but I, I thought, and apparently that's a big controversy and everybody's freaking out and how dare you destroy Luke Skywalker's character. It's like, no, no, no. If you're a Star Wars fan, you could see that like the powerful Jedi could do stuff like this. Oh, we didn't mention Yoda. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Yoda was there, which was very funny. And Yoda was very cryptic. Again, a throwaway walk-on. OG Yoda. Yeah, Frank OG Oz, Yoda. puppet Yoda. Yeah, very much, yeah, Frank Oz uh, in, in the lit form. And, and I guess the whole thing was like, Luke cut himself off from the Force, so of course Yoda couldn't talk to him. Mm. And it was all about the library and preserving the library. And Luke was going to torch it, and then he, and then he like, was kind of like, no, nah, I shouldn't do it. And then Yoda summoned lightning out of the fucking sky and did it. And I'm just like, yeah. But you have to learn, young one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so ooh, maybe I should do my voiceover. Run, yeah. <laughs> Yoda, I be. <laughs> so, so, uh, um, so here's my thing with that. So here comes Yoda. Summons lightning, burns the tree to the ground, and basically tells Luke there's nothing that Ray will find in those books that she doesn't already know. And I'm like, wow, she's a quick learner because she's literally been there for three days. Um, uh, meanwhile, the Jedi's have been training, you know, Padawans for years before they could become a Jedi. Well, he Knight. actually says, he actually says, everything that's in those books she already has with her. And then later on, there's a scene where she's on a fucking ship and you see she has all those fucking books. She's taken them all. As she left the island, she's like swiped them. 
Oh, she has the books. Oh, that's right. In a that's ship, right, and you see him right. passingly. And if you're not paying attention, that's you realize, right. She has that's the right. Books. That's right. And so he says everything that's in those books she already has with her. Yes. And see, so reading that, but he's actually like, mm, she took all the fucking books. That's yeah, just a tree. Right. Yeah. So you're not paying attention, guys. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. Apparently. Yeah. Me and Luke Skywalker, we're just like, oh, what? Let me mm. squeeze the tits on a big animal and, and, and yeah. get some milk. So she's going to use those books to then, you know, teach the. The force, the yeah, kids, yeah, I guess the new generation, the new generation of Jedi. That's right. I oh, see that. I like missed the whole point of the movie. What the fuck did I go there for anyway? <laughs> so anyway, so Yoda does this thing, summons lightning, burns the the tree down to Luke, and Luke is kind of at peace before he shows up and does his mental projection. So this is my question: These people are dying left and right. All hope is going to extinguish out the galaxy, right? And and what? The lore is always it's about balance. The force mm. is about balance. Why didn't you just like summon a meteorite to just kind of swat away the you know first order if they get too powerful? I mean, Leia has she's Luke's twin sister. I'm sure she could have used a hand somewhere along the way over the years. Yeah. Uh, why is he not? Uh... Uh, Lazy storytelling, if you ask me. Hmm. Lazy storytelling. Yeah. I guess. Because uh, he could have, like, showed up on the ship and just been like, oh, <laughs> here's a comet, and just, like, a comet storm come out of nowhere and bombard hmm. the freaking First Order. Hey, you guys, go go ahead. Leave. Well, he's just giving up. I mean, he's just, like, he was just disillusioned. He was like, oh, I'm giving up now. I'm just... I'm sitting on my Jedi and I'm just, you know, jerking off and just fucking <laughs> talk, flirting with these nuns. <laughs> That's my life now. <laughs> hey! Wait, you talk about Come Yoda, back. Yoda or Luke? <laughs> oh, Luke, not Yoda. Oh, you're talking about Yoda? Yoda, yeah. Oh, wasn't Yoda doing anything? Yeah. Oh, bec- uh, bec- well, I think... I think Yoda is linked directly to Luke, Luke because he was his because he was his teacher, uh, and I think he, he was because he'd shut himself off from the Force. He couldn't well, yeah, do anything. Part. Okay, all right, all right, fair enough. I think he only can really work through the. I think the Padawan master relationship, right. and like that's the only world that they can interact. Instead okay. of that, Obi Wan could with Luke, and right, 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 right. Yoda could. Okay, yeah, I think that's it. a. And in the same way, in the next film, Luke will come back as a ghost for Ray. For Ray, probably, yeah. Good point. All right, excellent. Oh, he's going to come back. And he'll come back for Kylo as well. Because he even says to him as he... See you around, kid. He says, see you around, kid. And I'm like, he's going to come back. Which was, uh, which was a nod to Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. Han Solo. See you around, mm-hmm. kid. He even like dropped his voice for it, too. Yeah, see you around, kid. See you around, kid. Yeah. But, um, okay, so... So then, uh, uh, basically, Luke, you find out he's giving this mental projection, and he's just floating above the rock back on the island, and Kylo freaks out because he's been had, basically. VR this whole time. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and, but what Luke was doing is running a distraction so that the re- left, whatever leftovers of the Resistance are can get away. Mm-hmm. And they get away. Uh, Ray comes down, basically moves this giant rock slide so everybody could get away, and they all get away. Which is funny because... Luke earlier on when she first came to the island said that being a Jedi is more than just moving a bunch of rocks around yeah. and at the end of the day she moves a bunch of rocks and saves, saves the life. day yeah <laughs> <coughs> so and, and, and then she goes off and she has one last look with Kylo Ren and he sees Han Solo's lucky dice mm. it, which disappear and I mean Luke alludes to that he says you'll be seeing me kid and, oh what, what was it he said no he said if you strike me down I will always be with you like your father is. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, the guilt and, you know, whatever. It's like, okay. And so uh, Ray and and, and uh, the rest of the Resistance get away, including Chewie. So Chewie makes another quick appearance on screen. I don't even know. Did they have R2? They had R2 in that final scene where everyone's hugging each other. Yeah, I think, I think so. And C-3PO was here there. Well, C-3PO, was been, C-3PO actually had a lot more screen time except for BB-8. Oh, and can I say, when they come back with BB-8... And Oscar Isaac goes and like hugs on BB-8 and starts scratching his like hull, <laughs> which is like, oh, here's this really progressive um, culture, and they're so advanced and they fight for good. But let's get these androids, which by all intents and purposes 
are perfectly intelligent and self-aware, and let's keep them as slaves. <laughs> and then when they come back, we'll give them a scratch on their metal containers. Ah, oh, see uh, that, buddy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? You follow me around the galaxy, fixing my shit so that I don't die, and I give put, put some oil on you every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, and they also, I think we skipped over the fact that Kylo... Which is kind of cool. A lot of people hate this, but I thought it was kind of cool. Is the fact that the big build-up is like, who is Ray's parents, whatever. Oh. And he says like, who are, who are your parents? You know who they are. You know, who they are, you know yeah. say, and she's like, and he's like, nobody. Nobody, yeah. They yeah, were yeah. nothing. Nothing. You, you're not part of this story. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I actually thought that was really good. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, I, I think I don't complicate it. And at first, I, was, I was actually worried that he was going to say, you're my sister. And that's why he's so interested in her. That's what's so good. It's like, the reason he's so interested in her is because she's fucking no one. Yes. And he knows that. Yes. And he's like, why are you here? Why is there so much power circling around you and yes. you're nobody? Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's like, yeah. they're junkers. They sold you so they could buy some booze and get fucking high. Yeah. It's like, they're nobody. You're nobody. Mm. And I mean, but I guess that was the, the allusion to that. The, the forewarning to that was when Luke says, where are you from? And she says, nowhere. Like, okay, you don't want to be trained? And she says, I'm from Jakku. And he's like, wow, you really are from nowhere. Yeah. And that was kind of like, you know, the lead into that. But you no, know, I thoroughly, I actually like that a lot better than anything else they could have come up with. And again, it's hinting at the, the new generation, the kids, they're going to come up. It's like, you don't need to be from anything. Right. You don't need to be with this bullshit nerd lineage in order yes. to be a fucking master Jedi. No. How about you just be, which was, you can be an originator. Which know? was one of the great things, actually about the expanded universe now it was mostly the skywalker clan of what happens but there were so many other characters supporting characters i mean and they kind of went even further with it with the video games mm. and they would introduce these characters in the video games that they would know luke in passing and they would all defer to luke because he was they used they called him he wasn't just a master he was the grandmaster jedi you know because yeah. he basically got everybody in there. but they would have all these other really cool characters and interesting characters like yeah, so I really enjoyed that. It's like, no, there's no, she's not a Skywalker. She hasn't been within a fucking light year of a Skywalker when she was born. And yeah, she just. And who was Skywalker? Anyway, Skywalker, he was the only one with the name. Well, Anakin, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for Luke, if it wasn't for C3PO and R2D2 landing on Tatooine in the first place by mistake, then yeah. he'd, he'd been fucking shooting romp, uh, uh, womp rats for yeah. his whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing would ever happen Nothing, to Luke. No, no, no. Yeah. Some kid, he'd run his fucking like. The farm, and that's all he's done. Yeah. So, so overall, overall, I really, I really enjoyed the uh, 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 movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, we we probably gloss over too many details for most people. So, I I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was way better than than the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens to me, story wise. But but here's punch. here's the reason also why I think it was better than the Force Awakens. There really wasn't much of a story, was there? It was basically a snippet of a story. Because it was all about the fight and basically the, the resistance trying to get away from them. What this was what this was was basically Empire Strikes Back without all the other bullshit and Luke train well actually no. It was kind of a parallel. Luke was training with Yoda, Ray was trying to get like training with, with with uh uh, uh Luke and it was all about, uh, 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 um, it, it's almost like the battle for Hoth. That's what this was. And just way extended. Mm. Yeah. Because, so, so there wasn't really much, there wasn't, nobody's talking about the Galactic Alliance. Nobody's talking about the government. Nobody's talking about this, that, the other thing. Right now, you know, the First Order is trying to kill these guys and these guys are getting away. And that's it. That's the only story there. Like, The Force Awakens, they tried too much with, Oh, here's this beginning, and here's this person, and Luke Skywalker's missing, and why is Han Solo like? Because even like that in the Force Awakens, why was Han Solo like in a fake ship? Oh, he was out running other bounty hunters. Did he really have to? He could have called his wife and just had have them killed. Mm. You know, he's had so many contacts. I'm sure he could have called in a favor or two. Yeah. You, you, you know that they tried too much story with the Force Awakens. And this one they didn't, like you said. Rian Johnson was just like, yeah, no, not doing that. No, for that, no, no. Yeah. Ignoring that, ignoring this, ignoring that. Here we go. This is what it's going to be. It's just going to be about this battle. And that's all it was. Mm. And like I said, great brain candy. I, I, I enjoyed it. 
yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I liked it a lot. I think it was a good film. I, uh, I, I just want, I just want to spend more time in that universe. I think it's cool. I like all the stuff they're doing and oh, the fact that they're expanding. I remember they were talking about they were going to do it on Fox. They were going to make a TV series about it, and the idea was that they were going to do kind of like in the books. This is before Disney bought them out. That they were going to do like the uh, X-wing squadron, and they were going to give oh. Wedge Antilles and make it a TV series, which I thought would have been bloody brilliant oh, if it was done cool. right. There was a really cool, actually, it was a video game series. It was a movie as well. It was originally a video game series. Then they made a terrible movie called Wing Commander. Yes. Which I really enjoyed the series. I used to play a lot of the games. Yeah. And that would be cool. You can make that. And funny enough, in the games, Mark Hamill was in those games and played one of the major like wing squad commanders. Right, in right, that, right. As like a middle-aged man by this point. And that was cool. It was like, yeah, it was like a sort of, it was like an ER style, like procedural, but there, it was a lot of Starship Troopers, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was like a more, yeah, they're in space, they're doing space battles. It's like Top Gun. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they progress in different battles and people don't. And it's a cool thing. You could definitely make a series of that. I can yeah, see yeah, that happening. for sure, for sure. Easy. Oh, I think the next thing they're going to go for is these young Jedis. And then that's the new universe they're building towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is these young kids that are going to become the new, you know, yeah. force. Yeah, 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 yeah. Users, yeah. Well. All right. Well, um, how about we review what we ate and drank? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, yeah, it was very good. Like I said I've got my tooth thing, so I was a little tentative with my chewing. Okay. Was, um, but you had the roast pork sandwich with very sweets. tasty. Yeah, yeah, it was very tasty, very simple. Just, I, I wanted that. I was like, no, just a nice roast pork, you know, from Cuban Place, and it was it was very tasty, uh-huh. very good. Um, I'd get it again. I enjoyed it. Actually. Okay. Um, yeah, it's nice. Uh, what kind of grade are you giving that? Yeah. Um, I give it a, I give it a four. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's solid. Yeah. Yeah, I went with the uh, uh, Cuban chicken parm sandwich, and it's like kind of like ah, chicken parm, yeah, it's chicken parm. But uh, it has with the uh, ropa vieja sauce, which is like I guess their take on the tomato sauce, and it's just that much different. Where it's not quite just like marinara sauce because it has mm. mozzarella cheese on it, so it was super super tasty. I really enjoyed it because I was gonna go with the, actually just the Cuban sandwich, which is you know roast pork. Uh, I mean ham. Uh, the press with the pickle and, and the Swiss and, and the mustard. And I said, no, 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 let me try one of their other things. And um, this Cuban chicken parm, I, I'd eat that mm. for lunch every day. It was very, very good. It was very good. I, I'd, I'd give that a 4.2. Okay. And of course, the tostones, I got us a side of tostones. And they're, I, tostones is like potato chips. Like, how do you go wrong with that? So I, I, I'd give that sandwich a 4.2 for sure. And uh, what about uh, the Amber Bach? Amber Bock, uh, it was nice. That was good. Good beer. I'd, I'd give it. Um, I don't know, I'd give it a three point seven. It was. It, it wasn't my most favorite beer I've had. Um, it was nice. It was solid. It was a good alternative to a, a you know, a normal beer for me. Um, okay. I liked it. I'd probably liked it more if it wasn't for the second one, which I've enjoyed more. Cozy week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like we said, the sliding scale. I, I thought that Amber Bock was also very nice. Um, I'd give that, like I said, that was a solid beer. I'd give that, like like you, like I'd give it a 3.8. Hmm. Simply because, <laughs> what's the old one that I always say, like, okay, if I'm at a barbecue and that's all, this would be like a really nice barbecue. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, this is all you have? Oh, well, you know, it's like, I'm okay with that because it's just a nice solid beer. Yeah. Yeah, nothing too fancy, nothing too, you know, outrageous, but a really nice beer. But like you said, with Fezziwig Ale, mm-hmm. uh, Fezziwig Ale was extra nice, I thought. And I, I always wonder, because the first one had looked like it was very caramelly, mm-hmm. and this one has, you know, brewed with cinnamon and ginger and orange peel, and it's almost like a Christmas cookie on top of caramel. This one I also liked better. I would give the old Fezziwig Ale uh, a, a four. Yeah, I think I'd do the same. I'd give it a four. I, I liked it. I thought it was it was good. It was very intre- you know it was a lot more interesting than as far as your you know bottles of beer go. That very wide produced. It was interesting. It was good aftertaste. It's rare for a beer like this that I could just have one of them and be like, mm. 
That was a good beer. Like, yes, 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 yes. I'm perfectly. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just have a bottle of regular Sam Adams and be like, "Yes, I'm glad I had that one bottle of Sam Adams." Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'd yeah. be like, "Yeah, if I'm having a few of them, then that's fine." But I'm happy with like just the one. I was like, "That was a good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, round the if this beer. was the only beer you're allowed with lunch, it, it yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a old Fezziwig Ale is a very nice beer. I really enjoy that. Uh, again, let's not let that Boston beer company needs our help in promoting it. But these are two solid beers: mm-hmm. the Amber Bach and the Old Fezziwig Ale. And um, I guess we don't really have a conclusion to what's going on here. We kind of know what's going on here. <sighs> Disney yeah. brought out like. Our entire childhood and just trying to make as much fucking money as they can. Oh yeah, that's they, pretty much. And the, they're gonna and they're gonna keep making these films till we're oh, both dead. It's yeah. I oh you know what we could do instead of what's going on here, we could do a prediction of what we think is gonna happen in the third one. Oh, okay. I know I'm kind of like pulling that out on the okay. spot. Well, here, I can tell you straight away that what's gonna happen is is gonna be a. Child Jedi sex slavering um, opening up on this casino planet. That's right. Oh, did you catch that? Or was that, that just me? Speaking of that, with, with the kids at the end, at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. when they showed the little kids who were the stable hands in the draft yeah, yeah. horse place in the casino. Yeah. And, and the one kid is basically relaying the story of Luke Skywalker and blah, blah, blah. And then the one kid goes out to the stables mm-hmm. to sweep up. Yeah. When he reached out, the broom jumped into his hand, yeah, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it did. Okay. I just wanted to make That's sure... That's the whole that was... setup. That's what I've been referring to this whole time about the new films. It's going to be these kids. The, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I was like, okay, was that my imagination? No. Because then they showed... Because I thought he was just going to like stand there and stare at the sky and the broom was just going to sweep. But then no. he was sweeping and I was like... Did I? Did you know? It's like was that a figment of my imagination? Yeah, no, he did. Okay, this is like it's a throwback to like the original. It's like we're gonna redo the Phantom Menace. Like we're gonna redo the fucking like OG kid slave Jedi shit, right? And do it better. Like that's what they're yeah, right, 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 they're right, like. Right. We are sweeping away <laughs> the, the more Phantom Menace. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. This kid's got shitloads of midichlorians. <laughs> Liam Neeson's going to turn no up. No And he's going to be taken. <laughs> you know why the kid went, why Darth Vader went bad? All those midichlorians probably came in a Tide Pod. That's, oh, yeah, That's, yeah, that's yeah. why. <laughs> that's probably it, yeah. But I think, I think in the next one, I'm having a hard time deciding whether Kylo Ren will be redeemed or not. And, you know, because what's throwing the, the monkey wrench in the decision is, well, Carrie Fisher's dead. So, because originally it would be like, oh, he's going to confront his mother, he's going to kill his mother, and he's just not going to be able to deal with it, and he's just going to snap. But, oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the one that I was thinking. <sighs> that's, okay. So, they said the expanded universe is done, and in the expanded universe, and this was, I don't know if it was... It was probably done in a book as well, but it was being done in a comic book. And it was about, um, it was like from the days of the Old Republic, and there was a character in it, uh, extra special nerd alert people. I know we reviewed the food and the drink and you want to go home, but I'm going to give you some extra nerd stuff. In In the expanded universe, in the Old Republic, in the days of the Old Republic, there was a Jedi that went bad, and I forget which one it was. And there was a female Jedi who was a single mother, and she was called called Nomi Sunrider. And Sunrider, so, yeah. Skywalker, Sunrider, yeah, Sunrider. yeah, 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 pole smoker, yeah, uh, <laughs> moon humper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor pole smoker. <laughs> <He's> like... <laughs> Even Moonhumper gets ahead of him. So anyway, Nomi Sunrider, she um, really powerful in the Force, and she's the one who develops, if I remember correctly, the Jedi uh, uh, battle meditation technique. Because, mm. like in the books, the whole thing was why the rebels, even though they were horribly outgunned, why they defeat defeated the Empire at Endor was because the Emperor, while he was taunting Luke the whole time. Kept the be- uh, the battle me- uh, the battle meditation technique going, and basically didn't matter what the rebels were doing, he was 
controlling it. So yeah. when Vader throws them down into the reaction chamber, all of that was lost, and then they're kind of their focus is gone, and they're kind of and communications uh, don't aren't working as crisply. Yeah. It's basically the battle meditation technique is like everything's at a hundred percent efficiency. Yeah, like yeah. everything, your piloting skills, your communication, the deployment of troops, all of that stuff. So Nomi Sunrider basically falls in love with a Jedi, who then goes bad, and he kills somebody. And she can't bring herself to kill him because that's not the Jedi way. And what she does is she cuts him off from the Force. Like, like Luke did it to himself. But she cuts him off from the Force and he can't. Because she did it, he didn't. He can't get back in touch with the Force. Mm-hmm. And he basically goes around moping and regrets his actions and all this for... And I forget for how long or whatever. So my guess is in the, in the next movie... That's what's going to happen. Kylo Ren, they're going to have him kill Leia somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. And then in the final confrontation, Ray's going to confront him and can't forgive him for killing Leia. Because he killed not just his father, but his own mm-hmm. mother. And she's going to cut him off from the Force. That's what I'm guessing they're going to go with. Because as much as they say the, what you would call it? Expand the universe is done. They keep just cherry picking all sorts of shit right out of yeah, there yeah. for their storylines. I'd like to see uh, Kylo get killed. Like, I mean, that's maybe Finger, like I said, Finger gets badass after Rose being killed. He just gets a real badass. T- he turned into the big bad and just kills the crap out of I, I like the idea of Kylo getting to a point where he wants to be forgiven and he, like, he's going to do more shit, but then gets like, you know what, I'm ready to be forgiven. And then, like, you know, he's in front of Ray and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, okay. And then just she kills the shit out of him. She's like, guess what? If they... Jedi's are done with being soft. You're done. You're dead for everything you've done. If they went in that direction, I don't think they'd go that way simply because it's Disney. So let's get a grip. (laughs) But I I think for her to do it, but I think maybe this is where Poe comes in. Or Finn, like you said. Where it's like, no, I can't... Because Poe had this like mother-son relationship with Leia, right? Mm. Where he just, like, kills Kylo. Yeah. So. But I'm still of the opinion that Rey punishes him by cutting him off from the Force. Because then, the the door is open for the next set of trilogies. Mm. Because he's he's gonna uh, leave. He's not gonna turn to the good side. And is gonna spend his life looking for other Dark Force users to help him attach well, we the force. Thought, we potentially everyone's going to die in the last one because they've already announced that Ryan Johnson did this one. He's been given the reins to do his own trilogy. Huh. Uh, after the conclusion of the last one of this trilogy, which J.J. Abrams was fin- finishing off, they they said he's been given the reins to do his own, tr- off the back of this film, yeah. them liking working with him so much, they're going to say, right, here's your own trilogy that's going to be set after after this trilogy it's yeah. chronologically it's going to be happening afterwards right but he's announced personally it's going to be a completely original trilogy and there's going to be none of the major characters returning it's going to be all new characters maybe a few minor characters I I personally like that idea and I think more of these Hollywood types should think about that kind of storytelling mm. because what happens then is as opposed to having this strict timeline that everybody yeah. goes nuts for because uh, Lucas kind of did himself a disservice by making it. I mean, I know everyone wanted to know about uh, 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 Anakin Skywalker and why he turned. Was, okay, but I think in terms of those kind of like grand sweeping epics, and you have these grand worlds, you're better off just going. If he does a new trilogy, he'd be better off doing a trilogy like fifty years in the future, mm. and raise an old woman. And she's like the grandmistress of the Jedi Order. I think that's what they're going to do from the sounds and, of it. And, and you're right. And, and then you have this trilogy, but then you leave basically 50 years of stories to be told in case you want to tell a story about, oh, this character's interesting. This character, like Laura Dern's character. You know, it's mm. like, oh, okay. Well, they sort of did it. They sort of set it up that way with this trilogy because it's so far into the future from the Return of the Jedi that they can take these ancillary characters and kind of, but you know, they probably don't want to do that because you know, Carrie Fisher's passed away. Uh, Mark Mark Hamill's too old. Harrison Ford is too old. You know, all these other actors. So you can't just kind of plug and play them in. But I think in terms of storytelling, they're better off doing that. Let's set this fifty, a hundred, two hundred years in the future and see what goes 
you know. And then if like it's really cool and there are more characters to explore, because then you don't have to worry about do we have to resign the actor? Does he want a ridiculous million, you know, yeah, two yeah. hundred million dollar go. contract? They could just go like, well, this story's done. We don't need you guys anymore. That character's interesting, and mm. guess what? That character is thirty years younger, so he doesn't have to look like you. Boom! Let's start this story here. So, mm. yeah. So Disney, if you need new couple of exec producers um, that like beer, we're here for you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I've got a got a few good ideas involving these sex rings. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's gonna love them. Yeah, those sex rings are the best. <laughs> yeah, I have to say they're, they're my favorite. Absolutely, mm, they make for good little little uh, concubines. These Jedi's with all their powers. <laughs> <laughs> long back di- and forth, back lo- and forth. <laughs> a, a, a long distance summer. Oh, what are you doing? I mean, the meeting is bloody boring. All right, hold on. Glop, glop, glop. <laughs> they can be servicing about three or four clients at a time. I do. Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, on that note, before we get too offensive, yeah. <laughs> well, folks, that was episode number 29, the Star Wars The Last Jedi special. Uh, once again, we reviewed Cuban Eddie's, which is a Cuban restaurant that with locations in Dumont, New Jersey at 110 West Shore Avenue and 216 River, Rivervale Road in Rivervale, New Jersey. And we reviewed the Sam Adams Amber Bach and the Old Fezziwig Ale, which we both think were very nice. 3.7, 4.0 on Sean's grades and 3.8 and 4.0 on my grade. And we gave 4.0 and 4.2 to our uh, sandwich grades as well. And uh, thanks for listening to us, folks. Oh, one more major bone to pick with you, by the way, sir, mm-hmm. with our listenership. By the way, th- once again, San Francisco folks, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Awesome. Japan overtook the UK as the second most listened country. Wow. What the fuck, dude? Wow. What? UK dropping off? I, I blimey. Guess I'm just blimey becoming quickly. too American. Blimey That's quickly. Is. They're like, we don't even recognize him anymore. Bloody yank. Yeah. <laughs> All these American beers, these Sam Adams, these Brooklyn breweries. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I, I suppose so. When's he going to review a proper beer? <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to make a proper beer? I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now I definitely lost the UK. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.